precious heavenly father lord jesus christ indeed you are worthy to be praised worthy to be glorified worthy to be exalted father lord jesus christ you are the lord of lord the king of king the only healer the only savior father you are the king of peace father we worship you we love you father we glorify your name that is above any other name father we thank you because you are the author of salvation the author of redemption father only indeed we have been found lord let your name be glorified once again this evening father lord when the book was opened there was worship father lord in heaven also in her father we are fulfilling that part in her to glorify your name jesus christ thank you father for the atmosphere this evening thank you father for the leak of fire that has been brought here father to glorify your name and to worship you we are here according to your word david said one day i'm happy i'm glad when they told me let me go let us go to the house of the lord it's the house of worship in that place father can meet my savior oh god we glorify your name and we thank you father Oh God, may you bless us again this evening for the remainder of the service. May you, Father, speak to our heart. We want, Father, to hear the word of truth, the word of comfort, the word, Father, of correction, whatever you have in store for us, Father, because we desire to get closer to you. Father, we thank you with all our heart. This service has been prayed for yesterday, Father, or other days, Father, met people. Father, we thank you and we believe that you are in this with us according to your word that whatever two or three will be together father you will be there according to your word father we love you and appreciate you in the name of jesus christ we pray amen thank you musicians thank you brother jeff and uh, such a nice spirit of worship thank god for that Just want to greet you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ this evening, those who are here and those who are streaming, just to be under the voice of God once again. It's always a privilege that we can put some time aside in this busy Laodicea, and just want to pray that God can speak to our heart and help us to get closer to him. Certainly, we enjoyed the services on Sunday. Brother Ed spoke to us. God used Brother Ed and Brother John Perasok, and it was a blessing. And I thank God for that. Amen. I invite you to go to Psalm 24. I so want to continue to be the thought, the weep not John, and Psalm 24, and then we go to John, Psalm 20, 34, sorry, and then we go to John 14. It says, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make her boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. I saw the Lord and he heard me and delivered me from all my fears. They looked unto him and were lightened and their faces were not ashamed. This poor man cried, and the Lord heard him and saved him out of all his troubles. The angel of the Lord encampeth round about them that fear him and delivereth them. Just add verse 8 that I didn't put that. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man that trusteth in him. God bless his word. Go to John 14. Fourteen one four says, 
Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions, and if it were not so, I would have told you, I go to prepare a place for you, and if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there he may be also. May God bless his word. You can have your seat. And the Lord, that um, song service was already going the same line. And uh, just want, maybe it might be a message just for one ship. And we leave the 99 aside, but we'll go after that one ship and just try to encourage that one ship to come back. Amen? I'll speak this evening on let not your heart be troubled. The scripture of John 14 that we have read is not a scripture of funeral service. It's a scripture of an encouragement. Brother Barnum used this to preach things that are to be. Things that are to be, it was a continuation of the message of the rapture. Just to encourage the bride and to know where we are. As we notice that he's reading this, it says, Believe in God, believe also in me. The prophet will say, Believe in God, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, but also believe in me, not him only as a person, but believe that the message that I'm bringing to you is the truth. If you cannot believe that the message that I'm bringing to you is the truth, you cannot benefit from it. In order for you to benefit from it, you have to believe that what I'm telling you is the truth. And the bride says, Amen, we believe. A man, notice that in one moment here when Jesus is talking here in John 14, is talking directly to the disciples, the one that he has chosen. He's not, uh, Judas Iscariot not included. So these are, these are the words that he's talking to them and personally. I would say he's whispering to the bride, whispering to the bride. Those words are personal. Those are not only the chosen one, but those are the elect people. Those are people who have been chosen, but they also have been elected, ordained to life. And he's talking to them, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in me and also believe in God, but also believe in me. As we go through life, we know that human life, natural life might, is fragile and is uncertain. And we have, we go through uncertainties. I always like, I always think about what Brother Tim Dodden spoke about, that we were not made for uncertainties. We were, we were made to, to, to know everything. But in life, as we are going, we are going through uncertainty, uncertainties. And that, that brings, that sometimes bring also a little bit of fear, a little bit of, I would say, a little bit of anxiety and a little bit of, of struggle because you don't know what's going to go and, and you have to rely on something greater. That's why God has put away for us a channel of a channel of faith. And faith is not just something that we have, like Brother Banham says, and I'm just paraphrasing, you can't have a faith in the post, faith on something that is just a myth. Faith has to have a solid foundation. And that solid foundation is God. And God is the word. Amen. God is the word. So we can have that trust in his word and we have trust in God. And knowing God, God is infinite. If God is infinite, it means he knows the end before even it's the start. He knows everything. He's above everything. He has even pre-planned our life. So why should we be worried? Because God is infinite. He has already pre-planned our lives. He already knows what we'll go through. We can just relax and trust in him. That's why he can tell us with confidence, don't let your heart be troubled. No matter what comes along the way, don't let your heart be troubled. Certainly God knew that Eve will fail. Certainly God knew that Adam will fail. Certainly God knew that Abraham will go to Egypt and we have to rescue him. Certainly God knew that the Israel had to go to Egypt and had to come and rescue them. Nothing came to God by chance or by surprise. God knew already everything. That's our God in win who can believe and trust and knowing that he's in control of everything. Amen? He knew that the Messiah will come. He knew that the Messiah will be rejected. Right. 
He certainly knew what we are going through now. He knew that what we know that um, the pandemic and everything, he knew everything because God is infinite. The prophet preached a message of redemption in completeness and in joy. As the plan of redemption is coming to completion, if the body change, we are also coming back to what Adam had before he fell. And before Adam fell, Adam was, 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 had, had completely, completely authority to, over the earth. He knew everything what was going. He didn't have to worry about anything. He was working with confidence. His heart was not never troubled. Whatever situation will come, Adam will say, oh no, if he wants that, 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 that tree that is not that place, he will move it, put another place. He had completely full faith. He had completely confidence. He had his heart had never to be troubled. He had never to be troubled. He will not be troubled in his heart, or in his mind, or in his spirit. He, just, he was just perfect. Perfect Eden. Amen. But we are not living in perfect Eden. We are living in Satan's Eden. We are living in a time where we are living in a world where it has been completely corrupted. But we are not of this world. We are from the other world. Even though we live in this world, we have always to recognize that we are not from this world. We are from the other world. Amen. The happiness that we know that Adam had at that time, even in his heart, Adam, I believe, was constantly happy. He was not, he was not there to be fragile. He was not there to be full of sorrows. He was constantly in the status of being happy. He was constantly singing and praising the Lord. It was completely in a full fellowship with God. As in, from his heart, from his soul, from, from his spirit, from his body, he was constantly in that constant fellowship with God. But that fellowship has been broken. Now we are full of anxiety, full of different things, and full of all that we are going through. But God is reminding us that we are going on the way of redemption. And on the way of redemption, he's already starting his work from the soul. Our soul needs to be anchored in something that is more solid that nothing else can shake. Even though sometimes in our body we can fall, our body will fail us, and different things will fail. In our mind, something we conceive something different way. As we heard on Sunday, we can imagine it this way, and, and it turns out not that way that you imagine. But the soul should never be troubled. The soul should have the full confidence that I know, that I know, that I know. Why? Because Jesus Christ already took that part. I want to read you in the Bible that Jesus Christ was troubled in his soul. Very often we cry, we sing, and we say, Oh, with my soul, all is well. Nothing is for my soul. But Jesus Christ came to the point where his soul was troubled. In order for redemption, he had to took that place. That he came to the place where he had to take our place so that we don't have to be worried. We don't have to be troubled. We don't have to be full of anxiety. We don't need to be full of depression. God is the conqueror. Bible says in John 12, 27, it says, Now is my soul troubled, and what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour, but for this cause came I unto this hour. Certainly he took the heaviness of all the way, all the way to the soul. He did not die because of the Roman sword. He did not die because, because of what even they're trying to do on the flesh. But he died because of the grief. He died because he came to his own and his own did not receive him. Amen. Adam lost that happiness. No wonder each human being is always looking for happiness for his heart. Man is constantly looking and thirsting for happiness. Amen. But listen to what the prophet says. There is no eternal happiness outside of Christ. That's the reason we must come to him. He can have whiskey. You can have whiskey. You can have pleasure. You can have the things of the world. But there are no successful happiness. Nothing can give peace like him. He gives peace. Oh, if you say, I got peace, but if you ever got real peace, you've got Jesus. If you haven't got Jesus, you don't even know what peace means unless you come to him. You've seen people, kings, potentates, great men, athletes, movie stars, and all of that. They're not peaceful. Look at them. Watch their eyes a few minutes. They're neurotics. 
See? No man, no woman, no child, no one can have peace outside of Jesus Christ. My peace I give unto you, not as the world giveth unto you, not as the world gives you peace, but he has eternal peace, a resting peace. And if you live, if you die, no matter if the rain comes or the sun shines, you got peace anyhow. Oh, amen. To whom shall I go? You have peace anyhow. Oh, my bank account is full. It's not full. You have peace anyhow. The infinite God is in control. Amen. You see so many entertainment. American is full of entertainment. But in the other side, it just means that they're hiding something inside. Because they want to hide that thirst for happiness from God. They're trying to substitute it with something else. Come to the Lord. He will give you real happiness. Come to the message of the hour. It will give you real happiness. Amen. Just put in foundation. He says, you might laugh like a loon. You might just go into hysterics over some movie, start cracking a joke or something, but what is it? You're only making a noise. It soon wears off. In a few minutes, it will all gone, but when a man has come to a place where he has found the joy that there is not, that the joy that there is of knowing that his sins are forgiven. That he is dead and his life is hid in God through Christ, sealed by the Holy Ghost. It's joy unspeakable and full of glory. Amen. In the power of the eternal God, knowing that you are resting securely in his love and grace, whether the school keeps or whether it doesn't, what difference does it make? Glory to God. But sometimes I'll say, sometimes life is full of uh, it's full of choices. Life is full of choices and we have to make a choice to be happy. Because the Bible says, let not your heart be troubled. I believe sometimes there is a point where you have to make a choice. I will not let my heart to be troubled. I decide myself to be happy and nothing should trouble my heart. Don't let your heart be troubled. You make a personal decision that my heart should not be troubled. No matter what comes from the outside, no matter what I hear, no matter what I see, I will not let my heart to be troubled. I will stay anchored on the word of truth. Amen. Philippians, Philippians 4 says, Not that I speak in respect of want, for I have learned in whatsoever state I am, we reef to be accountant. I know both how to be abased and I know how to abound. Everywhere in all things I am instructed both to be full and to be hungry and to be both to abound and to suffer need. I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. I can do all things through Christ that can strengthen me. Even though I'm weak, he's strong. Glory to God. Brother Banham will talk in the, in, the, in, the, in, the, in the message of choosing of the bride. He will take that example of the two different couples. He saw one that had everything, but they were not happy. But he saw the other couple that was missing almost everything. You can hardly comprehend how they could even be happy. But because they were happy, amen. But in the same themselves, they decided that we have to be happy. Because also they found something that has greater value than what the world could give them. Amen. I just want to put to our time and to our level a little bit. Sarah maybe could deny, could see and envy Lot's wife. She's in a new social standard. Sarah will probably sue and see and say, Abraham, are you really sure? We can think that about Abraham, but we can suppose put to the, our own prophet in our time that we are living. He could look at Ora Robert and Tommy Osborne. These one are born out of the ministry. But look how they have become. But the Lord told him, I am your portion. Don't look from the outside. Look what the portion, the eternal portion God has given you. Usually I like this one of my favorite quotes. One of them. The cloudy skies and storms of life are no signs of God's disapproval. Neither are bright skies and still water signs of his love or approval. His approval of any of us is only in the beloved. 
His love is elective, which he had for us before the foundation of the world. Does he love us? Oh, yes. But how shall we know? We shall know because he said so. And manifested that he did. And manifest that he did love us for. He brought us to himself and gave us of his spirit, blessing us as sons. And how shall I prove my love to him? By believing what he said and by conducting myself with joy amidst the trial that he is in his wisdom allows to come to pass. The the prophet saying here is not to conduct ourselves in a time of trials with sadness, but to conduct ourselves with joy in those times that we are going through. We're reminding ourselves that the God of the mountain is also God of the valley. He has no change. He's still the same yesterday, today, and forever. Whatever he allows you to go through in the time that you are going low, there is always a purpose. It's not the altar of frustration. It's not the altar of confusion. He has a purpose and you'll turn out always good. Amen. The prophet says, in the Lamb's book of life, our heavenly father, we so humbly come to thee this morning. God, I'm glad that we woke up about 25 years ago to that fact that happiness does not consist of the things of this world. It consists of the eternal things. What makes us happy in our soul? And the Lord touched my heart. What makes us happy in our soul? The real happiness is the happiness of the soul. As long as the soul has not found the real happiness, you will never be happy. But also those who have found that real happiness Don't let your heart be troubled for whatsoever reason. Let your heart be anchored and be stable. Amen. And what are you going to do? Express that to God. Be happy. Act happy. Amen. Happiness is not only a sensation. It's not only an emotion. It's deeper than that. Although we need emotions, a church that does not have emotions, you better bury that church because a church should have an emotion, emotions. The brother Balaam will rebuke even some churches, they have lost their emotions. We should not lose our emotions, but happiness goes more than emotions. It is still necessary, but we have not. We need to go deeper than that. And happiness has to be expressed in emotions. You are happy and you act happy. You can't be happy and you don't, you don't act happy. You have to be happy and act happy, amen. We are still humans. There are things that we that there are things that we wish they went different ways that we wanted them to go. You might feel discouraged. A pastor must might be feel discouraged because he has preached for many years and he has put his effort and stride. He has counseled people to come to to see what the word says and to take the advice of the word of God rather than to rely on their own ways and their own way of thinking. But sometimes they go all the way, and we are all part of that, and we do the same things over and over. But God has encouraged you, don't be discouraged. Keep doing what you are doing, not to be discouraged. Do not let your heart to be troubled. The parent can see their own children. Sometimes you advise and you see your own children going one way or the other way, and you have put all your effort. You have done all you could do. You have done the altar pray, uh, the prayer in the altar, your family altar. You have done what you could do, and you see them still going a certain way. God is telling you, don't be discouraged. You have done time. You see for your wife, for your husband. You have tried all you have done. You have tried all you could do. You have humbled as much as you could do. You have prayed and you feel at some point, maybe because the line word by the head spoke at that time, don't lose your confidence. Don't let your heart be troubled. Don't be discouraged. Keep moving on. Keep pressing on. Amen. God says that one of the strongest men in the Bible, a type for a time that you are living in, a type of the Ephesian church, a time of perfection, a time of adoption, he told that man, be strong and be of good courage. Fear not, not be afraid of them. For the Lord thy God is that doeth good, for he is that doeth good. For it is that that go with thee and will not fail thee nor forsake, forsake thee. Sorry for that. Jo- Joshua 1 9 says, Have not I commanded thee, be strong and of a good courage. 
Be not afraid, neither be thou dismissed, for the Lord thy God is with thee, with the soever that goest. If God could tell Joshua in the time of adoption, in the time of possessing the land, in the time of perfection, he knew that he will need that. If God is telling us in the time of dispensation or adoption, I believe we also need that. Jesus Christ coming to the end of his ministry, he takes this portion of the scripture and tells his own, his own disciples, let not your heart be troubled. The ministry that we have received in the time that we have received in the time of the dispensation, at the end of the ministry, few days before God takes his prophet, he comes and reads that scriptures and wonders, do not let your heart be troubled. I'm speaking to the bride, amen. Brother Banam was not spared, was not spared from having what we call the blues. He says, one of my main things that have always hurt me, that has always hurt me through my life, has been a nervous condition. When I get so worn, then I get real weary, and I get kind of feel like nobody cares for you, you know, and you all, you have it too. And I just happen to have a real overdose of it, you know. And it gets real bad sometimes, and it can hardly, it's tension, and that what does it. If the prophet of God, anointed by the Holy Spirit, doing some mighty miracles, he was going to those things, how much more some of us, we all go to those things. But God is showing that as an example, even though those things happen, it doesn't remove your redemption, it doesn't remove your salvation, but what he's doing is removing the joy of the salvation, is removing your possession, is removing you to get closer to God. And be careful about that. Thank you, Brother John. Once again, sometimes, sometimes it's only in our imagination. Because sometimes it's not a reality. And you just imagine, and the more you imagine it, you start making things in online to match what you are imagining. But the reality is not that there. And sometimes when you expose the enemy, you talk to the person, oh, this and this, realize that there's nothing of that at all. You have that in, in the church, you have that in a marriage, you have that between brothers and sisters, and sometimes it's just nothing, but because of the imagination, it becomes so grandiose in our mind. And I get to a spot that many times, especially if so many of those visions you see it get me, I look at a person, I think this is a vision, no it isn't, it is not, you see, and you just don't realize what the price goes with that. You wonder and then you get to thinking, then you get off your side and say, oh well now, what have I done? Oh am I, I'm 50 years old and I've done nothing for the Lord, I'm getting old, and then you just get we used to call it the blues. Some of you brethren about my age, you remember what they used to call have the blues pop up. Pop used to talk about it, and I wondered what it meant, and sure know what it meant. Then you get to feeling that way, which is none of it true. It's just you, and you know it, and you know it's just you doing that. But I just want the enemy to be exposed this evening so that you don't have to remind and to remind on those, to, to remain on those things. Once you come on those things, you have to come out of those things and claim your victory in the name of Jesus Christ. The devil could come to him, to the prophet many times, and he came to one time to him and he told him, you see, if you think that God really loves you, if God loved you, why he allowed you to take your wife? Why he allowed you to take your child? Why he allowed you, in our own life it can be, why did he allow you to start that to happen? Why didn't he give you that opportunity? Why this, why this, why this, why this, why this? And if you remain on those things for a long time, it's removing the joy of your salvation. The devil could not come to him and say, this message is not the truth, or God is not the truth. God it doesn't exist because he had a personal relationship with God. He knew that he exists. What he was, what he was trying to ponder on him, he was trying to show to him that God doesn't love him. And sometimes it's the key point where we struggle in our daily life. Does God really love him? If God loves him, this shouldn't happen. This shouldn't happen. God loves you because the proof of his love. He has saved you and revealed the word of truth to you. Amen. 
Because once you are sealed, you are sealed forever. The prophet says, I wonder today why does man want to smoke cigarettes? Why does people want to stay home on Wednesday night and watch a television program instead of going to prayer meeting? Why is it that we want to do? Because there is no joy in the house of the Lord. What makes a person want to drink and get around? Just keep some things here. It says that that's the reason. That's the reason God's put these things upon the church. It's cold and dampness. We're going to other places for pleasure instead of coming to the house of the Lord for pleasure. The house of the Lord is the joy of the Lord. The joy of the Lord is the house of his people, is the joy of his people. He wants you to come to church and worship him and be happy and satisfied and giving praise and honor and glory and wisdom and might and power to God. He wants you to do that. Behind us, the beginning, we are come here to worship him. I come here to worship him. God does not want mockers. God does not want, as the prophet said, first thing you know, you sit in a big morgue, and when you sit there, God does not want, he doesn't want, he doesn't want morgue. You know, he doesn't want morgue, he doesn't want people, he does not want a place without joy. God wants a place with full of joy. Amen. The prophet will talk about that story. I'll just put that in. That story about the dog that he used to have. I think his name was Fritz. And that, 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 that dog, he was so scared of, of the scant. He could do any other thing, but he was so scared of the scant because, because of the thing that he hated, he, 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 he hated the most, I guess. But, but sometimes the prophet had to encourage him. You know, oh, freeze, freeze, go, go get him, go get him, go get him, go get him. And we, the preachers need that sometimes, amen? Go get him, go get him, go get him, get him. And then he will go over his fear and attack that and he, whatever the, the smell, whatever it is, he just go because he was not caring about what was going to happen because of the encouragement that he received. But not only for the preachers, that's what we need sometimes in our personal for each believers is to come to a place where we can find something in the word of God that gives you, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. No matter what is around you, go ahead. Let me tell you that place where you can find that encouragement, it is in the message of the hour. You can't find it from the news, you can't find it from the word outside. The place for encouragement is resides in the message of the hour. As human beings, sometimes we are low. But what I want to encourage you today, don't stay there. Amen. Climb up. Seek him, boy. Amen. Grab the faith, the word of the spirit that saved the Lord. Scream, hallelujah, amen. amen. Then cut down every enemy with the word of God in front of you. Just say amen to the word of truth. There is, a, there is a solution. The solution resides in the word of truth. Cut every enemy, every spooky spirit that comes upon you. Cut it away with the word of God. Get away from him. Amen. You can cut everything that the enemy is putting on the way by using the word of God. We are eagles, but even the strongest of the old animals, that times where you go in a deep time and is low. And when he's going through that time, he doesn't remove his nature. But he just put him in a time where he's very low. And what he has to recognize that the crust that is on top of his beak has to be removed. Because it is preventing him to use all the resources of him. It's putting him in low to the earth level. But he's a boy that has been created to go in the air and to go in the skies. And he needs to get out of that crust. No matter what, he needs to get out of that crust. The condition of life and things that we go through sometimes put the Christ upon us. Along the day you go to work, whatever it might be, the woman, the wife, the, wife, the children, the says and all the things. And he puts you in a mood, in a situation that there is a Christ upon you. But you need by the grace of God to come upon the resource that God has given you to remove that Christ of you and to be able again to fly in the skies. I'm a son of God. I'm a daughter of God. Every promise in the Bible is mine. The prophet says, the Christ is killing him over his head and he takes his head and he starts beating against that rock, beating it against the rock until he knocks the Christ off his head. It hurts him. You can see him up there flopping around. He will jump back watching him through the glasses. He will knock his head again. 
What is he trying to do to knock that crust off? He will bleed and the blood will run over him till he knocks that crust off. And he can't, if he can't knock it off, he dies. But if he gets it knocked off, he will start rejoicing and screaming. You can hear him from Mars just screaming. Why? He knows that he's got all the Christ off of him. He knows that his youth is going to be renewed because he got the Christ off of him. And we are eagle. Once that Christ is removed, we are renewed again in experience with God. That's wonderful. I appreciate that for the eagle, brother. But I know a rock. And that rock is Jesus Christ. That rock is the revelation of God. Remind yourself, strengthen yourself in the word of truth. Come and, and knock your beak upon that revelation. You are my God. You are my Redeemer. I know my Redeemer lives. Maybe you have to put some music. Because God heals also by music. Maybe what we have as a problem is we don't use enough of resources that we have available to knock the crust off. When an eagle feels low, he knows the provided way to get his youth renewed again. When we are low, we need to know the provided way that God has given to us. The prophet says, there is nothing like music. You know, God heals by music. Do you know that? Oh, God heals by music. Maybe it's simple this evening, but I just wanted to remind you, God has given us all the resources to get ourselves stronger once again. Because we are in a battle. We are constantly in a battle, and we need encouragement from the word of truth. Yeah. So I was reading, I'm reading the book of Acts. It's a book of the Acts, and you see Paul will send disciples, will send disciples, go around, the, go around there, to strengthen my disciples, to strengthen the people of God. They know the truth, but they need strengthening, amen. And the strength comes only from the word of God. God heals by music. Did you know that? Oh, God heals by music. God heals by love. God heals by medicine. God heals by prayer. God has many ways of healing. Depends on what type you need. Sometimes a little love stretched out and will just cure an old sore, an old place that's been a grudge or something. It will heal it right over. Just a little love, a little care. Sometimes not only the care on yourself, sometimes it's care for someone else. And you express a little love for someone yourself, you feel good. The prophet says sometimes how to get rid of the, of the devils is say something good about someone else. Oh, but you don't know, but there is a secret about it. it is, it's a resource that God has given you. Just say good things about others and you feel yourself better. Amen. Sometimes when you feel all down, and we all call it a street expression, down in the dumps, see, just put on one of those tapes, that music or record, and go to playing it. The first thing you know, you're patting your foot and your hand, and it's all over then. Just put that a little bit of note that... Some people criticize music in the church, but if music brought the spirit on the prophet, then it will do the same thing today. See, bring me a minstrel. I was talking about the experience of the prophet Elisha. Elisha, even though as he was a prophet, but he needed a ministry, he needed a little of music to get him into the spirit, to get him into the right atmosphere. And the prophet continues, then they went and got a mystery and they begin to play some real good hymn. And the prophet, the prophet sat in there, I imagine. And after the ministry played a long time and the prophet got out of his bad mood and began to think on God. After a while, the spirit of the Lord came on him. If the prophet could be in a bad mood, sometimes we are in the bad mood. But God is telling you, don't stay there. Be happy. Sarah almost missed the visitation because she was in a different mood. She was in a different temper. Oh, don't stay there. <laughs> Glory to God. The prophet says, that's a prophet. Brother, that's the problem. That's the matter of the church today. The reason we don't see visions, we just have a little narrow, narrow mind, minded thought, is because we don't pray long enough or do something long enough until the Spirit of God comes into our midst in the message of the prophet Elisha. 
Can a prophet be in a bad mood? Yes, he was in a bad mood. If the prophet was in a bad mood, sometimes we are in a bad mood too. But then you have the power to change the atmosphere. Look at Paul and Silas in prison. They didn't look at the circumstances. They started singing while they were in the prison, while they were in the same chains. The situation had not changed at all, but inside from their heart, something changed. Inside from the outside, from the inside to the outside, it overcame the situation from the outside. Look at the Joshua commission that he had. He said, place first, set flesh the the word of God. Let the word of God have the preeminence. But what you have as a commission, you have to sing. You have to, to praise the Lord. You have to worship the Lord. Thank you, Sister Catherine. I almost thought, I mean, was, if I knew that you would come, I would probably ask you to sing that. But I was not sure, like, I don't, don't want. But if I knew, I would have asked you Beverly, to come and sing because I was thinking about that as well. Worship the Lord no matter what. No matter the conditions, no matter what is on the outside, worship the Lord. The only condition you have to be in, you are a worshiper. You have been created to be a worshiper. So worship the Lord. Think about it. In Luke 10, 20, God says, Jesus Christ told the disciples, Notwithstanding in this, rejoice not that the Spirit is subject unto you, but rather rejoice because your name are written in heaven. It was the 70 that he was telling them, he was telling them, rejoice that your name are written in heaven. Think about it. If they, he was, they could rejoice because the name were written in heaven, how much more should be we rejoicing when we have seen our names written in the book of life? They, remember the 70 that he asked them to be happy and to rejoice. It was those who, one of them, his name has to be raised up. He didn't have the confirmation. His name has been raised up. He didn't go through the whole process and be born again. But what about you and I? We went through the process, and by God's grace, we have been born again, and we have the seal of redemption. How much more should be re- re- rejoicing in the word of truth and praising the Lord? Amen. Let me say to you, if Adam saw what John saw, he will be worshiping the Lord the same way. This is what I lost, but now it has been recovered. Now it has been restored. Oh, praise be to God. I'm going there. Amen. Why are you happy? Because the word of God has been waved above us once again. As we went through that message of the resurrection, the prophet says, Oh, oh I'm sure you see what I'm talking about. It was waved over the people, and the first time they will come forth for the bright age for resurrection out of dark denominationalism will be a message with the full maturity of the word has turned back again in its full power and being waved over the people by the same signs and wonders that he did back there because I live, you shall live also. I like what he says. He's speaking to his wife. Because I live, you will live also. What a resurrection that was. What a resurrection this is. This is to be quickened from the dead. Just imagine the people that they saw the high priest going. If you were in the Old Testament, you see the high priest going in the inner, in the holiest of holy. As you are going, as he went through there, you don't have the confirmation yet whether he has been accepted, whether he has been forgiven, whether your sins have been forgiven. How the way in that status, in that status of suspense, not knowing if it has been fulfilled, has been accepted. But when they will see the high priest coming out from that place and coming with the anointing and sprinkling and sprinkling upon the people, they will recognize that, oh, now we have been accepted. Now we have been forgiven. What joy they were rejoicing in that time. Now it was in the Old Testament. Now we are living exactly in that in the New Testament in the time that we have received. If Jesus Christ has been accepted, we see the supreme judge coming now. We are now accepted now again. The web shift have been accepted. If it came to maturity, we also come to the full maturity. It's a time of rejoicing. The case is dismissed. Your sins are forgiven. Why should you be sad? Think upon what God has done for you. Upon the basis of the shed blood, the Bible says there is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus. Walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. For the law of the spirit in Christ 
of life in Christ Jesus has made them free from the law of sin and death. Oh, that's not all. He says also, what shall we then say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? Oh, it was like, if you can put a little bit of comment here. No, I'm running out of time. And I'm winning. I will just, just wonder what to the, my little boy, she, I have a little boy, the youngest of all. He knows what the secret is. You know that he has always to stay with his father. He has to please his father. He's very obedient to the father. Because he, the father helps him get out of many troubles that he creates to the others. He just know, let me, oh, that is the strongest. That is the, the mightiest. <laughs> he knows how to praise me because he knows, oh, this guy helps me all the time. How much more should be with God just praising him all the time, knowing that if he's for us, who can be against us? If he is with us, who can be against us? And he says, He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? It's God that justifieth. Whatever the enemy will try to put on us, Nothing shall prevail against us. No weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper. Every tongue that shall rise against thee in judgment that shall condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and the righteousness is of me, saith the Lord. It is our right, it is our inheritance, it is our heritage. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or distress or persecution or famine of nakedness or peril or sword, as it is written, for thy sake we are killed for all the day long, we are counted as sheep for the slaughter. Nay, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angel, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor death, nor any creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our God. Do you love the Lord? The prophet says, if you notice, it's when you are discouraged that's when the devil can really pour it on you. That's when he gets you. If you come to the church and say, well, I don't know. I don't know whether I'll ever get any better or not. I've been prayed for twice. Oh, my. You might as well go home. That's all. But when you can cast that aside, God don't want you to be frowning. God wants you to be happy. The human heart was made to be happy. Worry will cause cancer. Temper will cause cancer. Don't never be upset. Just walk in his love. Amen. Knowing that you are walking in him and nothing can harm you. There is nothing can harm you. There is neither powers, things present, things future. Nothing can separate us from him. We are in him. And we never come in by our own will. This is the prophet still speaking in the message, the resurrection of Jesus. He says, we never come in by our own will. But he, by our choice, elected us and brought us in, in to him. Amen. It is business to take care of what he took himself. No man can pluck them out from my father's hand because he is the greatest of all of them. Amen. He is the father who takes care of it. Who's got any more power than God? Just think about it. Not only, as brother, brother John said, just project yourself. This is the thing we can think about. Just project how great God is. Just imagine how great God is. He says, who's got any more power than God? So what kind of power have you got over you to take care of you? The whole power that created the universe. Amen. That took the solar system and all you. Blew it like that, and every star went to its place. Shoo, he watches over you. That's the kind of father we have. So what is the trial came to come? So why we go through so many trials? Just listen to what the prophet says. Why does God let troubles come? God harnesses trouble. Puts beads in its mouth and make it obey him. 
And those troubles bring us into a closer relationship with God. There had been no rainbow until the flood came. But Noah was present in that condition that he was in to float 40 days and nights in a storm, that little hawk pitching up and down. He's talking about that in the message I know. It was after the flood was over that he saw the rainbow for its first time, the covenant of hope, the covenant of promise. After he went through the tribulation, then he saw the promise. That's the way you see the promise after you've gone through the tribulation. I've liked that poem and psalm. Must I, carry home, must I be carried home to heaven on the flowery bed of ease while others fought to win the prize and sailed through bloody seas? We ask for comfort and peace. God gives us the best he could give us, trials and tribulation. That's, the better, than, can, that's better than comfort and peace. But remember, it's not just for you to, to create things, but it says, our comfort is just beyond the river. It was until that Hebrew children were forced into the fiery furnace and one of their most outstanding trials that there seemed one like the Son of Man standing among them. Their troubles produced the Son of God standing among them. In the breezes, the wave, the wave above the heat wave. I'm reading this to show you that as the prophet is saying this, there is a purpose when God has this. I'll be closing, but bear with me as I'm, I was closing a few good quotes here. See, the devil was working on them, putting them on a harsh heap, for they wanted to give them a testimony of, I know. Not I guess, or perhaps it's so, but I know that I know that I know that I know. Every trial that we go through, it has a purpose that God wants us to experience, that I know that I know that I know. Every trial is an I know opportunity for God to manifest himself, his, 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 his power and his majesty that is above any other thing. Nothing is more precious and more glorious than our God. He's in control of every situation. Amen. Musicians can come. They're coming. I want to read this quote. The infallibility of God's spoken word. You know, I was telling the boys a while ago, come over. I said about how we must be happy all the time. God don't want you to be sad. You know what heal temper does. And that old temper, that's one of the awfulest old things. The prophet speaking. It's about 60% of the cause of all sickness is temper. Yes, them tantrums, you fly loose. Remember, you're just developing a cancer also, something like when you do. When you get all stood up about, about somebody, I'd, I won't go back there anymore. Wait till I give them a piece of my mind. All right, remember, you are the one going to pay for it. Just keep happy. The little story said that there was a little robin one morning sitting up on a limb, whistling over to his little mate. The little mate flew down by him and said, you know, I'm so worried this morning about one thing. And said, we robins, the other one says, we robins never worry. But I just wonder if those poor creatures, the human beings that frown on their faces, they walk, I wonder... Maybe they haven't got a heavenly father that watches over them like we have as Robins. That's about it. You never heard one of them having high blood pressure, did you? No, no. You don't hear no ambulances ringing for them and so forth. You see, they live in God's true provided way. One time I want to preach on a God's provided way. There is always God's provided way. We create sometimes troubles when we go on our own way. Sometimes you go to a trial, what we create problems, we go on our own way. We need to go God's provided way. There is a solution for what you are going through. That solution is in the word of God. Just keep glorifying the Lord. I will glorify the Lord. I will praise him. I don't understand. Yes, it is not calling us to understand. It's calling us to believe. 
Oh, don't feel it. He's not calling us to feel. He's calling us to believe. Keep believing and pressing on and praising the Lord. Where's Brother Jeff? Oh, is he? <laughs> Sorry. Through it all, through it all, I've learned to trust in him. Through it all. Through it all, through it all, I've learned to trust in Jesus, I've learned to trust in God, through it all, through it all, I've learned to depend upon His Word. says, God is our joy, God is our strength, knowing the message, knowing the truth, that our, that is our sufficiency now, is all my sufficiency in Him. All things I have need of is in Him. That's our strength. My help cometh from the Lord. You Christians, look to Him for your joy, look to Him for your strength, look to Him for your happiness. He is my peace, He is my joy, He is my love, He is my life. Message token. Glory to His name. There will be peace in the valley one day. 
in your bite, comfort it. I'm rejoicing night and day as I walk the pilgrim way for the hand of God in all.